From up in the nosebleeds to down to the 50-yard line, wherever you watch the game, this is the place to sound off. Sports Talk with Jock on 770 CHQR. Calgary Stampeders had a day off, uh, but uh, they're going to be back on the practice field tomorrow. Dave Dickinson joins us on a Monday night, as he always does. How are you doing tonight, Coach? Uh, we're doing well. Good, good. You've had a couple of sleeps uh, since uh, the game on Saturday night. You've broken down the tape. Uh, you know, hey, it's a young team, and there's going to be some mistakes. I think with younger players, you're going to you're going to have a few more mistakes in the early going. Yes, there were some questions in the in the red zone or the green zone, but overall, what were you, what were your impressions? Well, we played hard. There was a lot of grit there. Um, you know, the guys did make the plays when they had to. I knew it was going to be a tough game, though, and um, it was back and forth. Yeah, there was mistakes for both teams. Um, but ultimately, you know, it was, it was good to see our guys. Uh, there was some pressure there. The game was in doubt, and mm-hmm. we made the play. So uh, that, that that's certainly what we're looking for. And I think with the younger team, it's good to have a little adversity in the early going. Well, we don't expect everything to go perfect here. Right. In fact, we know it's going to be one of these years where uh, we feel at least that we're going to have to build it. And, uh, you know, when you can win games and still feel like there's a lot of improving left to do, that's a good sign. So we're going to try to take it to Toronto now and see if we can get to 2-0. <laughs> and, and there was just a couple of unlucky breaks as well. You know, Bo Levi Mitchell dings one off the goalpost. You don't see that happen very often. You know, he seemed to just have a, a little bit of timing issues with some of his receivers. So close, the receivers got open, but, uh, you know, just a couple of overthrows. And, and that's a veteran guy. That's not one of your young players. Yeah, you're right. Um, but we do have a lot of new people out there and, you know, some old, some faces that he's used to that we haven't practiced a lot with. But uh, the other thing is, is we've kind of, we have morphed our offense a little bit. We're doing some different things and uh, we weren't uh, 100% sure what, what Hamilton was going to give us. And they, they certainly gave us a lot of new defenses that we hadn't uh, necessarily been uh, preparing for. So it's one of those things where early in a season, you're kind of just uh, at the mercy of what you see. And uh, I don't think we had we start, still had guys open. We just weren't uh, maybe clicking on all cylinders. I, I want to talk a little bit about the offensive line because we were told in our post game show that the game ball went to the offensive line and and they were gamers. They they balled it up a little bit on uh, on on Saturday night and and it was interesting because you know a guy like Derek Dennis he was a warrior. I, I didn't think he was going to complete that game, but he did. Uh, he he certainly was playing a little hurt in that game. Just your overall impressions of the O line. You know, I thought they did a nice job versus a good group. Um, you know, I think our running backs included in there, though. I think they were helping us out, and and uh, we'll we'll see some some really good defensive lines this year. But I think they're up there, and um, we weren't able to run early, and that's just what it was. We kind of thought that was going to happen, and then when Hamilton made the adjustment to try to take away our pass game, we were then able to run. So. Uh, it was kind of one of those give and take type of things, and uh, both sides got going late. Right. I do want to ask you about the running game, but uh, you know, since you didn't practice today, you probably don't have an update on on a Derek Dennis. Is he going to be okay? Uh, we're hopeful. Yeah, I mean, he uh, nothing serious, uh, you know, but he did he did definitely tough it out to, mm-hmm. to make it through that game, and uh, yeah, we're hopeful that uh, most of our guys will be ready to go. So, so break down the running game for me a little bit, if you don't mind, Coach, because Don Jackson he broke the big one for the touchdown late in the game. You know, forty-four yarder. You know that padded the numbers a little bit. He had twelve carries, eighty-seven yards. You know, impressive numbers when it's all said and done. Terry Williams had seven carries for for thirty-three, and we saw your quarterback run the ball once, which you know a lot of fans were talking about after the game on Saturday night. Uh, just your your thoughts on though, uh, Don Jackson and Terry Williams. I thought, like you said, I thought both first off protected well. I thought when they, they got what was there and a little bit more, um, I thought, you know, Don uh, probably had the 
I guess, the better game. Uh, but Terry also, besides the one where uh, we didn't execute a play where he got uh, dragged down for a seven-yard loss, he was very effective as well. Uh, we're going to keep doing that type of rotation, using the guys, and, and, and kind of ride the hot hand. And, and both guys ran well, and uh, it was good to see that because, you know, there was some question marks there. We weren't sure what we were going to do. And, and both stood up in protection, and they're not big guys, but for both of them to, to be able to hold up on some of the blitzes, that was important for us. I, I apologize. I forget if you call it the green zone or the red zone or the go zone. What, what do you call inside the 20? We actually have two zones. Huff always called the green to keep it going, but uh, we call it, you know, tight green zone or just regular green zone. But I'm I'm with you guys. I think the red zone is inside the 10. That's when it gets really, really tight. So uh, maybe I should start calling it tight green zone so that we can keep going in there. <laughs> well, just your thoughts, because, you know, it, it's only game one. And, and obviously the conversion rate wasn't very good. Uh, you know, we, we did see, you know, the one touchdown finally, you know, but uh, is, is that something you, you, you discuss with your quarterback after the game? You discuss with the whole uh, offense, you break down the film, uh, maybe just take us through the process. We moved the ball pretty well. We had pretty pretty uh, poor field position some of the worst we've had uh with our special teams that didn't have its best game uh so we did have a, a lot of long drives that uh, we weren't able to punch in there would have been nice uh yeah there were some plays there um you know uh, we missed some throws we'll make but it's game one uh also like i said we got unlucky with the goal post but also um you know i think there were the one we threw the interception that wasn't both faults we just we didn't uh, put hands on the guy came free now we do have to make sure uh, we are harping this year on making sure that no matter what, uh, we finish that drive with the ball in our hands and we'll take three. Uh, not to say you don't want the touchdowns and, and you'll need those to win, but uh, ultimately we want to make sure we make good decisions down there and, and uh, hopefully make our plays. I do want to talk about a couple of individual plays because they were brilliant. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, Juwan Breskison, it was an unbelievable one-handed grab. Uh, you know, uh, one of your receivers, uh, Mark and Michelle, called it nasty uh, on our post-game show, and, and also Juwan called it routine. I, I'm not sure it was routine, Coach. Uh, that was a heck of a catch. It really was. I mean, and uh, we've seen some nice catches, uh, certainly in practice. I've seen Juwan uh, go for that play. He made one a couple of years ago against Ottawa. Down the middle, same type of thing. He's got big hands. He's a big man. But that was nice. And, uh, you know, he didn't get a lot of balls his way. Uh, so it was good for him when he got the one to take advantage. But I think Bo trusts him. And I think he will just grow and and, uh, and and get better as each game goes on. You did tell us in the pregame when we when we met with you, you, you know, Eric Rogers, you know, you wanted to maybe get him into 50% of the plays. Same with Micah Johnson. Eric uh, didn't get targeted a lot in this game, but he did make, uh, you know, the one catch he made was pretty impressive. Yeah, I mean, we've got good size. I think we need to show a little bit more burst and, and scare people a little bit, uh, use that size and speed to just show that we're going to go by him. I, we were in a little bit of a feel-out mode there. I felt like uh, Eric needed that game, and, and uh, he'll continue to get better. But uh, he hadn't practiced. I mean, he had any worse shoulder pads, him and Micah, uh, because uh, basically they came in so late we were done with our pads. So it was tough on those guys, but uh, ultimately both did a nice job. Um, We'll get better out of both. Uh, we'll, they'll play better this week, but it was good to get them in there. Nice to see uh, you know, a rookie, Richardson Danny, get his very first uh, CFL catch. And uh, just your thoughts on, on that young player. He did fill in. You know, We had a little bit of injuries. We were, we were getting banged up there. Markin had an ankle injury, so he got in. And, uh, you know, for a guy that's he's pretty raw, but he, to us, he's every time we've seen him, he seems to improve and get a little bit better. And uh, when he... When he's given the opportunity, he just makes plays. So I know it. Uh, 
I'm not even sure what he was planning on this year, just coming in and competing. But uh, uh, we think he's taken charge and done some nice things and deserves to be out there. And, and it was good to get him a ball. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, okay, so that's the offensive side of the game. Let's uh, let's go to the defense. And, and hey, you only give up 14 points. Uh, you know, you gave up some yards, especially in the first half, uh, Coach. But you, I think the defense really did shut it down in the second half. And you didn't give, uh, you know, Jeremiah Mazzoli much in that game. Uh, we talked about mistakes off the start. And, and yeah, when you got a young corner in there like a Trey Roberson, uh, there's going to be a few little uh, mistakes and stuff. But in general, uh, how would you uh, break down the defense? Yeah, it was almost you're right. Uh, they they definitely gave up some yards early, and I thought uh, making they made some throws on us, but there was also some pretty big holes in there. I think we worked our zone drops a little bit better, and it was very frustrating for our D line because they they commit like seven guys usually to protection. A lot of them are six offensive linemen in the back. And, you know, if you try to blitz it too much, it's tough to get home, and then you have one-on-one matchups outside. So we were just trying to get after him with more of a four-man rush, which means basically four against seven. And, um, you know, ultimately, though, we were hoping to cover a little better, and we did that the second half. But the first half, he was finding the windows, finding the holes, and we were kind of ultimately, uh, you know, I guess trying to find our identity. But the big thing is they got, you know, did get some sacks ultimately and got the ball out a few times and big pick by Smitty at the end. Uh, certainly sealed it. He's your veteran, and he got the big uh, quarterback sack. He got the big interception to seal the game, with, without a doubt. And, and, and again, I, I look at the defense coach, and, and even though this is a younger version of, of last year's team, uh, I think this, this defense is going to be very, very solid this year. The linebacking core is solid. Your defensive line is solid. You know, considering you're only getting Micah Johnson back, Cordero Law is just, you know, coming back from an injury as well. Ja'Garrett Davis is not back yet. Uh, there, there's a lot of room to grow is what I'm trying to say, and Siante Evans as well. Yeah, and we, we got to grow. Uh, each and every week's a different challenge. But, uh, you know, we, we, we talk about our depth, and uh, we've, we're a little bit pressed early, but we are getting guys back healthy. Uh, Secondary-wise, we'll see if we get them all back this week as well. But Siante's close. Uh, Jaguar's close. I, I mean, I would love to get them both back this week, and if they're healthy, uh, I'm going to play them. So uh, Siante's got to see a doctor this week? Is that the uh, the deal? He's already seen him. It's okay. just a matter of whether or not uh, we get the go-ahead to let him go. But he should be out practicing, and then it's whether or not uh, you know he can function at a high enough level uh, to get her going. Okay, so a passing grade for the defense. Uh, how about your teams? How did special teams do, in your opinion? Well, we've had uh, maybe the best special teams unit the last couple of years, and uh, it was not our best effort. Um, but you know, we still made some plays. But we blocked a punt, third uh, mm-hmm. third opening game in a row that we blocked a punt. So. Uh, we we'll may have to wait till next year to get the fourth, but <laughs> that was a big play for it. Really was, but we took too many penalties. We made some bad decisions, uh, even catching the ball and that sort of stuff. Uh, and uh, we need to be better. But the, the challenge is there, and uh, you know, Mark doesn't let Mark Killam doesn't let anything go by the wayside. He he addresses it straight up. And some of our guys that have been great special teamers for many many years didn't play as well as they should have. And they need to know that the, the standard needs to be upped. And uh, we need to get back to playing that type of football. You know, you, you win the possession battle, you, you win the uh, the the offensive battle, you win the turnover battle. You, you did win the penalty battle as well. In, in all said and done, but yeah, you're right. The, a lot of the penalties came on the, on the teams from that standpoint. I do have to ask you about one because you don't see it called very often, and we got asked a couple of times in the post game show about it when Alex Singleton was called for 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 calling cadence. Did you have to talk to Alex about that, or because because Greg Peterson was saying that used to happen all the time when he played the game. Well, we we sent it into the league because, uh, you know, our defense is allowed to talk to each other. We just aren't allowed to say, like, 
words, you know, like hut or go or set, you know, that's what people, you know, use as far as their cadence. And, and we just make a move call, uh, you know, we, we move all the time. Uh, it was a loud move call. It was scripted. There's no doubt. Okay. Um, but we've, we've done it. Other teams have done it. And, and it was a, it was a situation where they jumped. We were not offside. Um, unless they're judging intent, um, I don't see where the call was, was, was made on our side. If they, okay. if they're going to try to judge intent that we're trying to draw them off sides, um, I think it's pretty hard to judge intent, but, uh, certainly, yeah, if they say it's illegal, we'll, we'll try to figure it out and do different rules. But, uh, yeah, it did surprise me a little bit. Okay. So, so when you send something like that to the league office, you're just looking for clarification. Is that, uh, is that the bottom well, line? I want the refs to know that, uh, you know, what is the standard and, uh, are they, are they calling certain words or if you just yell out, uh, Calgary or something, is that if it's too loud and people move, is that going to cause us to get a penalty or something? Okay. So we we've been told it can't be. Uh, cadence words and, and Greg's white, right? I've heard people, even when I played too, they're yelling hot all the time. So um, unfortunately, uh, it was maybe Alex is too boisterous or whatever. But uh, we did not yell the cadence. We just were, were trying to get him to move. We did, and and uh, ultimately didn't help us. That's a great insight. I really appreciate that. Dave Dickinson is the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. We've got to take a quick time out. I've had my questions. Time for you to weigh in. You know the numbers, 403-974-8255. Easy to call, easy to text. Your chance to talk to the coach. He's the head coach of your Calgary Stampeders. He is brought to you by Tom's House of Pizza, where pizza lovers feel at home with locations in Calgary and in Okotoks. And to the phone lines we go with the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders, Dave Dickinson. Uh, I've had my questions. Time for you to have your say, 403-974-8255. Cliff, uh, you're up first. Uh, you're on the air with Dave Dickinson. Hey, guys. Uh, great game, and uh, I'm glad to see that the O-line got the game ball this week. It's always awesome. I apologize a little that I don't know a little bit more about O-line play. I'm trying to trying to get the, the gist of it. Um, down south, you always see the, uh, like, down in the NFL, you see the quarterback, when he comes up to the line, he identifies the mic, and they kind of go from account system from there, you know, like 45 is mic, 45 is mic. I don't see that up here. Does the, the quarterback play um, sort of a different role in, in pass protection schematics up here? I have a, I have a feeling it has, it's related to the 22nd clock and everything happening that much quicker. That's good. Yeah, you're, you're right. Uh, we do it, and does every team but the center does it. And basically the quarterback has the right to change it. And um, not very often does that happen because what happens in the U.S. is it's very stagnant game. They line up and they call everything out. and They've got 40 seconds. It's very stagnant. If you watch Canada, they're moving all over the place, not only us, so is the defense. So it can be very difficult to always change it because what what happens though you change it and then they move around and you want to change it back and pretty soon you just be taking five yard penalties like crazy so what most of the teams up here do is is they still have a system the center does it and once it's called it stays that way and then the receivers and the quarterbacks adjust their routes um depending on whether they can get it protected or not so so it's a bunch it's a lot more fluid game it, to me the US game looks really easy i haven't been down there in 100 years <laughs> but uh it's it's not near as complex uh, for offensive line play as it is down here the quarterbacks telling the offensive line what to do up here the offensive line are telling the quarterbacks how we're doing it and ultimately yes on most teams the quarterbacks have that ultimate right to change it uh but we kind of with all the things going on we kind of play off each other and go from there well, that's a great explanation. I uh, I sure appreciate that, and uh, it's good to see the O line 
playing as well as they have because, you know, my feeling is we go as far on offense as, uh, as they're going to carry us and have, uh, you know, keep Bo clean and we'll be just fine, Coach. <laughs> That's true, yeah. He did a nice job with the pocket this week, too. I thought, obviously, he only ran the once, but if you watch, he really did manage the pocket real well. He moved around better than he had last year, so... Keep them fresh and go from there. Hey, Cliff, that's a great question. Uh, that's back-to-back weeks. You've had great questions. We appreciate it. Keep those calls coming. Let's go back to the phone lines. We've got time for one more caller, and let's bring Ken into the conversation. Ken, you're on the air with head coach Dave Dickinson. Hey, Dave, that was a fantastic game. I was really excited to see the first game <laughs> right on. Um, how do you feel about the pass interference now, how they're calling that where it has to be part of a play? I'm good with it as far as not challenging legal contact. I've, I've liked that. I really have. I mean, the one thing we were worried about was that there would be a lot of extra contact. Uh, we saw a little bit of that, so we're going to hopefully get uh, a few more of those things uh, cleaned up. But you know what? I think as a fan, too, I mean, we're not going to have perfect calls. And when it really doesn't impact the play, yeah, it's a penalty. Uh, but if it's not necessarily that one big play, we can move on and we can uh, bitch and moan and say, oh, we should have got this call, should have got that call. But if, for the most part, the game flows better. Um, you know, I, I tried to challenge one late there. I thought I could have challenged one earlier, but with the one challenge, I didn't. And yeah. whether I would have won or not, I'm not sure. But um, I still like to keep that challenge in my pocket unless I'm 100% sure early on. And then later on, I thought the guy went over our back. Still think he did, but it was a little bit closer and a little bang, bang. So I was get watching that, that one, too. I was watching that one, too. And I seen his arms come around the player, and I thought, no, that's not, that's not going to be pass interference. But for the like last year like i was really you know i was really bothered that the 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 call the play was called back because of something that happened totally on the other side of the field that had nothing to do with the play at all and wouldn't wouldn't have made the play any different yeah and then the goal is yeah well the goal is that the refs still if they see it they call it and that's what we want to make sure is that if you see it you call it because you know you don't know what the play is but just be you know like you said if they missed it and um you know, it's just a missed call. That happens in every sport. It's just, I don't I don't know about you. I don't want to be a ref. It's, it's a lot of things going on and very difficult. Uh, but ultimately, yeah, if it really in, in material impacts the, the game and, and a certain play and a big play, uh, we'd like the option to challenge that. We can still do that. Hey, Ken, are you yeah. a season ticket holder? No, I didn't get into season okay. tickets. Okay, would you, would you year, like but... a pair of tickets to the next home game against Ottawa on Thursday? little Thursday night football, June 28th. Would you like a couple of tickets? Uh, yeah, I'll take them. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold, and we'll give you those tickets for sure so you can go and uh, cheer on the Calgary Stampeders. Dave, we're almost out of time. Just a quick comment on the Toronto Argonauts, because they're up next for you. Uh, do you even replay that Grey Cup game in, uh, to the boys, or just keep that one right out of the mix? Well, listen, we'll watch it because it's the same uh, offensive staff. Um, defensively, a little bit different. Uh, once again, a new coordinator. Uh, but you always watch uh, the last game you played a team, if not earlier games. I know we, as coaches, we watched everyone that we played them last year, and then you'll watch their preseason. They played pretty solid against Sask as well, but uh, ultimately didn't have a lot of rhythm offensively. But their defense was was right where they should be, and uh, it was one of those games like ours. It really was just uh, one of those games. Is gritty and a turnover late uh, kind of turned the tide. Coach, really appreciate it as always. Uh, we'll do it again next week. Okay. Thanks, guys. Talk you betcha. That's uh, Dave Dickinson, the head coach of the Calgary Stampeders. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. Brendan Parker from Global Sports. He's up next. This is Sports Talk with Jock.